Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. We are launching into our first official podcast for the 2023 season. My name is Alex Catalano and I'm a very happy man this week, Alex Miller, for the first time in God knows how long. I'm the one coming out of this round one uh, over the moon. And good on you, Kat. Your, your Bombers had a conventional and clinical performance on the weekend, albeit against the Brown and Gold Witches hats, but a very good win nonetheless. And you should celebrate being top because um, not every team gets to experience that. But it's going to be a big episode, Kat. This is a real fiery episode. Lots to talk about, lots of big discussion points, teams to break down, results from the weekend. Really, really exciting stuff. Fire is correct. Alex Doherty, I know you haven't been in love with a couple of performances out of this week. I can think of about 22 of them uh, in blue, red and white yeah. that you were not loving on Saturday night. Uh, quite quite a few uh, players in the red and blue I wasn't happy with either. Uh, leading the charge definitely was uh, Mr. K Pickett Cat. Um, uh, look, it was a pretty shit week overall for, for football in terms of, well, from my angle anyway. Um, wish, wish I hadn't gone to the MCG Saturday night, but it's what it is. <laughs> what are we talking about, Doc? MCG on Sunday was a bloody riot. Uh, should have just gone a day later, I reckon. Yeah, uh, look, should have, should have, would have, would have been much more entertaining to see, uh, see your boys get up, Cat. Yeah, uh, it's been the first time in a long, long time you've actually been praising the boys. Well, I was very, very happy with them, and we're not going to talk about the Bombers at length in this episode, but I just want to give our forward line a quick shout out. I know the Hawks uh, weren't working with a whole lot down there, but. It's good to see multiple goal kickers, small yep. forwards actually doing things, and of course the special moment with Tibber back for his first goal as well. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, oh, I think oh, oh. I don't think I've heard uh, the Bombers fans much louder than that uh, in the past few seasons. So that was a really special moment, special moment for him, special moment for the club, uh, and I'm just happy that we got a W on the board first up. But we're not here to talk about the Bombers as much as I could for the whole hour. Uh, we've got a lot to break down this week, boys, and. Something that you've been very passionate about this week, Alex Miller, and you've been itching to talk about uh, a bit going on with head knocks and concussions and suspensions and whatnot across oh, this week. Yeah. And it yeah. once again raises a bit of the question how the AFL is approaching uh, concussion policies and uh, suspensions for incidents involving head knocks and things like that. And I just want to hear your thoughts on what you made out of this round and all those occurrences. Well, uh, it's just been very interesting, Cat, given pretty much what's gone on during the week and leading up to the footy with everything that's been happening off field. And um, I think that we got to a point this weekend where it uh, got a bit out of control. I think it all sort of kicked off, particularly on um, the Bulldogs uh, and Melbourne game was really the big one because you pick it, obviously, getting the two-week suspension. I just, um, I know we've all got thoughts, feelings, emotions. <laughs> At least Doherty's got them flowing through the veins in his forehead, I can see. But I think firstly, <laughs> I just want to say, I think that two weeks is not enough. I think given oh, what man. I saw from this, I think the problem is big on it as well, Cat. is we shouldn't be turning into an impact-based league in terms yeah. of the outcome. I think that regardless of whether Bailey Smith is concussed or not, because Pickett's intent was to... Um, caused some serious damage, leaving the ground two feet. Yes, they're saying that the shoulder roll into the chest has saved him a bit, but you'd never know, Doc, if, you know, what happens if that rolls the other way? Why are we playing guess who in terms of, you know, if this rolls the other way, Smith goes out, um, you know, could be out with concussion. And I just think that two weeks is um, not enough considering as well. Shane McCann has been referred straight to the tribunal. Yeah, this is a pretty pretty shit situation and pretty shit act from Cozzy Pickin. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying this because he was after one of my boys. If it, mm. like it definitely shame, like I'm saying on behalf of Jacob Weir, I'm, I'm saying on behalf of Sam Collins on Saturday night. Yep, that sort of shit needs to go. Yep. Uh, and look, we we can be playing what if you know what if what if Bailey Smith opted to try and you know move move his head around get and and he actually gets flush on the on the shoulder. Mm. He. He's he's at, he he's knocked out, stretched it off the ground, and he probably won't play for a few weeks. No. And, and, it, and it may and it may even be worse than that. And, yep. and and the fact that the match review the match review officer Michael Christian, who has not will not escape my wrath this week. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he, this was a golden opportunity to put his foot down and say enough is enough, and yeah. and, and yep. give and give him full a you know a, a full lashing. Of weeks, you know, four weeks would have been good. And you and I have been on the record, Miller, to say that. And mm. The fact that it's only two is not only a, a slap in the face to Bailey Smith; it's a slap in the face to all these guys that are partaking in this in this mm. uh, class action against the AFL. Yeah, 
yep. which has been one of the biggest news stories, and it will be, and it will continue to be one of the biggest news stories as we go along this year. Like this will this will not roll over in about a week or two. This will be this will be ongoing, and yeah, yeah. it's it's an it's an absolute joke and an absolute farce. And you mentioned McAdam as well. You know that what what how, why is that going to the tribunal? Is, it, is that because is, is that because Weir was out for like two 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 minutes? And, yeah. and, he, uh, and, and he and he managed to get the concussion test and he came back out, came back on. I think one of the issues with these two suspensions is that they've been graded differently and I think incorrectly in the case of Pickett, um, there's no way that his should have been graded under three at the very least. Um, And I'm I'm just watching the two side by side and I think looking at them, McAdams looks like it has more impact, but Pickett's looks significantly more... Intentional and dangerous, jumping what's the, off the ground, what's the leading intent, the shoulder. What is the intent of both these? Like you look at them side by side, which you are mm. now. Can you do you see there's a different intent from each player? Oh, they're both they're both aiming to hurt their opponent. It's very Agreed. clear they're leading yep. the shoulder. They're not making any play on the ball. Um, they are just leading purely to bump and to hurt, um, which is the same for both of them. And I think they should have been graded the exact same way. Pickett should be here in the tribunal as well right now. Well, you, you you know what that you know what Michael Christian ruled it. He, he ruled it as careless as careless contact. Which I like don't. In, you in, can't in what, say that's careless. In no. what world, cat? In what world <laughs> is that? Is that careless? Like he's launched himself his feet like a rocket into it. Yeah. His feet were off the ground for Christ's sake. Yeah, that, that's my big thing as well, Doc. I'm riding with you. Is you leave the ground, you have an intention to yeah. cause some damage. Whether you, look, nobody wants to see anyone seriously hurt in this great game that we watch and um, all these players get to partake in. But there was some real intent behind that to cause some damage. Oh, there's no doubt about that. So I think I think what it should be is that as soon as you leave the ground, that's a clearly uh, intentional action, obviously, and you're giving up your duty of care to the other player. Basically, that's right. It should be punished as harshly as McAdams has been, if not more. That's two well, weeks. Two weeks minimum, cat. If you leave your feet, minimum. Yeah, yeah. So minimum, you've got to, minimum. and and then we lead with the rest of it, as we said. The the biggest thing as well, I take from all these, even the but the buddy one, Sam Collins did go off for a bit, but no one was concussed. And the fact that again, we go back to our point that you kicked us off with, cat, is that if the AFL is serious about get stamping this shit out of the game, whether they're concussed or not, this has to be three to four weeks for all. All, I mean, Buddy as well. I think really should have gotten at least two. Um, what well, one, one one week is nothing, Miller, for, no, for Buddy. No. Like like Sydney grant him a week off anyway because he's old. <laughs> and <laughs> and the thing is as well, he's run past the football, and that, and that's a big thing as well. We we uh, I remember Cat as well, particularly last year, made a great point of it when we talked about this last year. That if you get a run past the footy, you've got you've got a duty of care, and um, you summed it up perfectly as well, Cat. You know. Both all three of these players really have given up that opportunity, yeah. um, and I think you, um, you sort of mentioned in the chat as well today, Kat, that you know they're appealing McAdams' decision, and I guarantee the only reason they're appealing it is because Cosy Picker got two. I guarantee. Oh, yeah. but you, you'd surely be able to argue it down if you're comparing it to Pickett's. Hundred percent. is the worst. The worst. That's, that's, true, for sure. that's outrageous. The thing is, though, Shane McAdam is not as a marketable entity as as Cosy Pickett is. Cosy Pickett, Cosy Pickett's probably one of the in, you, you take away all the nonsense about you know him being a sniper and a thug. His talent, his talent is is one of the best as a small forward. This, there's, it, there's the dog supporter coming out of, of, of the of the of the. Well, even before that, like I've been, I was getting messages from a lot of people saying that this is not the first time because he's done it. Mm. And Have he you been suspended in the past, Pickett? I, th- I feel like I remember him. Yeah, he's got he's got a week for something, I believe. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think I think he's I think he had some some sort of track record prior to this. He, like, even if he got like a, a fine for it, like he 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 has been noted for doing this before. Yep. So like, but like the, you take you take that away because he's probably regarded as one of the better small small size mid size forwards in the game. Yep. What what Shane McCann what Shane McAdam? Shane McAdam's only what a, a, almost like a best twenty two player at, at best yep. for mm. Adelaide. So like if if the AFL like I think the I think what AFL the AFL and the, and Michael Christian are doing is sort of trying to make an example of a le, out of a lesser player and then trying to give Cosy a uh, you know a, a tickle on the balls for something pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah if like we said, for these things there should be at least some sort of automatic grading, and I think it's part of the the MRO trying to stick too rigidly to this grading system, and it's causing them to 
stuff up the decisions and get it wrong from the get-go. Uh, we shouldn't even have to see either of them at the tribunal. Ta- um, it's, no, it, it should just be a straight suspension and that's that. Ta- it's, it's, time to, it's time that the, uh, the AFL started judging these on the action, not yeah. the consequence. Mm. The only reason why it's the you know it's two weeks or, or one week in, or in the case of Shane McCann three weeks is because of the result of it. Yep, you know? yeah. we, and with, we, with, we, with all the concussion research and everything, the AFL knows by now that the player doesn't mm. actually need to be straight up knocked out to suffer the effects. You yep, know, yeah. all the the small bumps that add up. You know, that's the big research that's you know come out over the past few past few years is that those ones are more damaging than sometimes big ones are. So. Uh, if they want to take it seriously, it needs to be stamped down on, and I think we're all pretty much in agreement of that. Yeah, 100%, um, yeah. And we need Spot to see on. more weeks and consistent weeks for these kinds of actions. Um, let's talk a little bit about, while we're talking a little bit about uh, things not related exactly to the footy, uh, another thing you've been <laughs> wanting to show about, Miller, the surface of the grounds. Yeah. Uh, the MCG in particular is one that's come under a little bit of fire this week, and uh, everybody's pointing the finger at one Mr. E. Sheeran for <laughs> disturbing the peace of his concert just a few days out of the season starting. Um, it was a bit ridiculous that Tom Brown was posting basically hourly updates on how the service was looking uh, over the past week, which I'm glad I don't have to look at anymore. But the point still stands. Anyone who saw Thursday Night's Game Miller, as you and I did at the G, uh, knows that it was a bit slippery and there was dirt coming up and whatnot, and it definitely didn't look in the best condition it had been. Yeah, look, um, there's a couple of points I want to raise on this. Firstly, I am not turning into a 95-year-old man saying no music. I am saying that I'm all for getting Ed Sheeran in and, you know, getting the concert done and that was a great turnout and amazing, you know, to have that at the venue. But a week and a half to two weeks out for the start of the season, should it be happening then? No, probably not. Um, and all this bullshit as well, boys, about, oh, that we had the AFL special groundskeeper, Willie, you know, from The Simpsons come and check it off. <laughs> I, you know what's crap about that is that there's only, you know, the only person that matters who who cares about the surface is the players. And Sam Doherty, he came out after the game and said he was out two hours before the game. He didn't feel comfortable. You know, this is guys mm. had two ACLs. You know, he should be, you know, the most important person to ask and the players. Because I guarantee the thing is as well, Doc, is that if you ask the um, turf inspector or whatever they've called it, you know, oh, what do you rate the turf? I don't think he's going to go, look, Gil, come on down here. Now, have a look at this grass. Now, to be honest with you, we shouldn't be playing on it. He's, Gil's, Gil's not going to move the games from the G. It's guaranteed. Those games that you're going to see Thursday, Friday night, they're not going anywhere else, even Saturday night, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what Inspector Turf Man says. You know, it, it doesn't matter. The players is what matters. And I feel like there's been a bit of unjustly sort of um, – they haven't looked after the players in the right sense is what I'm trying to say. I think they're the, they're the key to this bloody sport, let alone the stupid groundskeeper nuffies. Well, I think the proof is in the pudding on Friday night with um, oh. with, with a few of those Cats boys going down with the injuries. Ooh. It changed, changed the complexion of the game. Yep. You know, now, Tom Stewart's going to be out for the next month, maybe more, with that knee injury, and, and Sam DeConing's still in doubt. Um, so... Like it's it, it oh, it's just another thing that the AFL have got wrong. I think um, whether or not oh look, I don't know whether or not you can blame them for the uh, for the whole Ed Sheeran stuff. I think the MCC sort of books that in, or or, yeah, or whatnot. You'd say yeah, but that. <laughs> who ticks that off though, Cat? Two weeks out from the set, like who really is allowed to say? Well, you know, I what? imagine Gil would have had to have some meeting with the MCC yeah, and the, the um, so, showrunners and whatnot about what was going on there, but. Yeah, I don't know. Weird decisions. It seems like it's, it's not the first time something like that happened in recent years. I remember when Optus Stadium first opened and everyone was saying the turf was bloody rock hard there and they couldn't <laughs> get that right for a couple of years either. So uh, I don't know. It's Hopefully it's something that only affects this week and it's fine from here on out because if we're seeing a bunch of ankle and knee and other injuries like that at the G for the next few weeks and there might be some uh, alarm bells being raised, I think. Absolutely. So hopefully it doesn't end up coming to that. Uh, let's crack into the actual footy, boys. Yes. Round one, nine games played for the first time. It feels like bloody yonks. Uh, it was great to see footy back. Some of the games were a bit crap, as we mentioned. Uh, but yeah. one that definitely showed out, the Pies and the Cats. Uh, I think the Pies probably proved a couple of us wrong. Um, I, I think, did we all end up tipping the Cats? Yeah, we, 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 we all ended up tipping the Cats. Actually, my partner was the only one of everyone I know that tipped, that tipped the uh, the Pies. Jeez, and- there you go. 
Uh, I think we need to start getting tipping advice from her uh, <laughs> starting from this week. I, I definitely know I will. But uh, the Pies, Doc, you know, we didn't know, I think, coming into this season whether last year was just going to be a one-off, an anomaly. You know, it doesn't happen that teams win games that many times the way the Pies do. But um, from what I saw, from what they showed me on Friday night, I think they're, if not the real deal, very, very close to it still this year. Yeah, it's uh, look, pretty hard to base it off just one game. But if we do base it on one game, this Collingwood team is going to be far greater than than eleventh. Uh, I think I said uh, in, in the season. In <laughs> yeah, the season, a bit pre- stupid about having them out of the eight already. Yes, I'm already. Yes, I'm already feeling a bit stupid about it too. But I, I warned uh, you I, both, Doc. I warned you and Cat, and you both said, "No, now we're sticking to our guns." And yeah, I was two laughing. years in a row, I've underrated the pies. Now I'm yeah. going to regret it. Yeah, well, at least you didn't have them as wooden spooners this year, Kat. That's uh, that's all I'll say about that. But um, oh look, I, I think there's a lot of things to take away for for the Pies, and I think the um the inclusions as well. I think one of the bigger talking points coming out of the game was how they were going to structure the midfield with Tom Mitchell in there, and it, oh. I, I like I liked it. I liked it. You you, so, you sort of had him at half forward at times, and you rotate with Taylor Adams, and they're both sort of they were both sort of getting on getting involved and. It's what we talk about, Tom Mitchell Miller, is that the fact that he works best as an inside mid when he, and and he and when he's not you know running running around getting you know two three little cheapies in 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 a, in a chain of in a chain of play. Yep. He, he he becomes far more dangerous as a player. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that this is the best game I've seen him play, boys. And I'm not going to have somebody tell me that. Um, any otherwise, because I think you look at what his impact on the game was on Friday Night Cat, and it's far mm. more valuable than a 50, than a 60 disposal, whatever you got to have. You know, two goals, 21 touches, three marks, four tackles, 10 clearances, I think it was in the end. But his work rate as well around the ground defensively is something that I only watched back sort of yesterday. And his defensive work rate in the back half is something that we all spoke about that Collingwood if they can add that in the offseason, they've got these really good players going forward, but if they can add a sort of defensive flair, and I think Mitchell is in for a really big season, I think impact-wise more than stat-wise, Cap. Yeah, I agree. You know, if you're playing super coach, you maybe don't put Mitchell in <laughs> as a lock in your midfield uh, every single week, but to this game plan, absolutely to his credit, he was fantastic. I didn't know he had uh, such good goal sense. He snapped out of the pack for mm. his um, second goal was, was brilliant, I thought, but I think it, it might take a little while to get this uh, position sort of rotation with Adams, right? I thought Mitchell looked really good in it, and Adams maybe needs a little bit more midfield time. He only had the 10 centre bounce attendances, which I thought um, Adams' biggest strength is his contested ball. So I would have liked to maybe seen him in a, there a little bit more, but I don't think it mattered too much in the end, Doc. When you look at the game, uh, they clearly were on top of basically everything the Pies. One clearances by eight. Um, won the contested possession count. It was pretty much even, but, you know, even without having Adams in there for most of the time, they were still pretty well on top in the contested stats, which is uh, a big reason of why they won, I think. Yeah, it was, it's, it's really interesting reading their um, their centre bounce setup as well. I mean, the the highest um, number of centre bounce tennises were Mitchell, Jordan Degoe and Jack Crisp, and we all know that Jack Crisp is a man that's really risen to prominence over the last 12 months as an inside mid and and Jordan Degoe, it sort of goes without saying. You take all the all the off field stuff aside, he becomes a box off. He's a box office player. Yeah. Um, so and 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 as well, Jamie Elliott was an interesting one. He, in, he attended a couple of centre bounces as well. I noticed. Hmm. So, oh look, there's there's great variety as well. I mean, and there's, and there's also potential for guys like Josh Dacos to roll through there. Scott Pendlebury had some had some moments as well. I think he attended a fair amount on the weekend of, of centre bounces. Um, Hollywood Dacos as well. He had a, he had an absolute stunning game of halfback. This man, this, oh, he, absolutely, he's my man. He's uh, just it's just everywhere he goes, he's got the paparazzi following him, and there's no 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 stop no stopping that train Friday night. And as well, your boy, your boy cat, the cowboy. Oh, that's that's career best game, I think. Absolutely. If not, if, if yep. not his career best, very very close to it. Um, I thought just the way that he managed to impact getting his hands on the ball. Um, just so much more than he did at any time last season. 20 disposals at 85% efficiency as well. Miller is what stands out to me. He's so good with the footy when he uses it, and so much of that was getting involved with helping his teammates out in the forward line. Five inside 50s, eight mm. score involvements. You know, this kid, we, we really praised him for his pressure uh, last year, but he only had the one tackle this game. 
he found that impact being that sort of link-up player, that player that was enabling his other forwards to get on the scoreboard, which is the next level, I think, from McCreary's game. Absolutely. And that's what I think it's going to take to keep his spot, Cat, in terms of this small forward contingency. I think that if he can add some link-up play, he's got a lovely kick on him as well, McCreary, and some great skills. So very impressed with him, very impressed with Bobby Hill. And as we said on the preview last week, boys, just great to see him back playing footy and produce the goods. Three goals. He looked really, really lively. Got a great set of hands as well, I think, for somebody his size, boys, which is really underrated. So I think as well that there's um, really I've, good... I've got a I've got a question, Miller. We 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 saw we saw the cowboy and we saw Bobby Hill ro- uh, rise up on Friday mm. night. What does it mean for Jack McK- uh, Jack Ginnivan if if he mm. if these two continue to continue to produce? And you're not you're not going to bump off Jamie Elliott in this team in the forward half as well. Like well, I want to, I've got another question as well, Doc. Um, we were talking about this man during the week, but a guy like Ash Johnson as well kicked four goals in the twos in the Pracky game on the weekend. How the hell's he break back into this team as well? Oh yeah. well. Oh. It's a good dilemma. It's a good dilemma to have if you're uh, Mr. McCafe. Uh, yeah. He's too bu- too busy serving everyone uh, the the ice lattes. He can't can't get everyone in. <laughs> I think everybody played well from the players, and you think the only real change that's going to be from this t- side is probably Frampton in for uh, Howe. I think the interesting thing as well, which surprised me, boys, is everyone saying that they're surprised that Nathan Murphy was in the round for one team. He is an unsung no. hero. He had another amazing game on the weekend. Only the six touches, but his spoils, his punches, his knock-ons, it's those little things that you don't notice that make the back line tick. And, um, that's why you see guys like Dacos you know, explode and have the freedom he has. Maynard's been able to work up the ground. Um, Darcy Moore has freedom as a full back. You don't have that luxury cat, I don't think, without Murphy. So I was really impressed with him and the tolls, I think, you know, McStay didn't have a lot of the ball, but two goals still. Cox, I thought he had a really strong impact. And Cameron, I thought, nullified anything that Mark Blitzov thought he was last year. Um, so, look, I think there's a couple as well really positive things I want to take from this game. Stoppage clearances for the Pies plus 11. And the main thing is the inside 50 count. Now, this is something that... 62 entries to Geelong's 46. And um, we saw on Friday night, Cat, that obviously the sustainability of Geelong's efficiency was never going to, um, you know, be sustained. But I thought the Pies just covered more territory than I thought was humanly possible in that final yeah. quarter. Just absolutely overlapped them at every sort of opportunity. Yeah, three-dimensional um, entries into yeah. the forward line as well. It wasn't just, you know, dominating the clearances and getting the midfielders bombing inside 50 every time. You know, Dugowie and Dacos had six each, but then you've got guys like Noble with five and McCreary and Hill both with five. You know, you've got the guys running it out off half-back, you've got the forwards linking up, and you've got the midfielders that are winning clearance and getting it inside 50. So I think the Pies, the Pies supporters should be very, very happy with what they showed this round because... This is a team that looks versatile. It's a team that looks set in its best 22 and in the roles as well, mm. Doc. I think that McRae's got a very clear idea of how he wants this team to play. Last year, they were fast. They were high scoring. I think they're going to be a very similar sort of team again this year. And they've got better options up forward to kick to now as well. And and the thing that stands out as well is they're, they're an incredibly fit team. And 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 when we saw how go down as well, that seeing them all just get around him as he was being stretched off, I think that... I think that's the sort of stuff that that makes premiership teams. Yep. Like just ev- just everyone getting around their mate, and you know it, it, it's a and I don't want to don't want to kick my club while it's down, but an <laughs> example as well when Bailey Smith went down and 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 the cl- and players came to regist- remonstrate, only two players went in, yeah. uh, Tim English and uh, Tim English and Jack McRae. So yeah. like that's that's the sort that's that's that it's those sort of little things that differentiate you know the real. The really, really good teams and the also rants. Yep. And whilst, well, and before we move on, two players that I want to sort of uh, highlight as well. You mentioned John Noble before. Yeah, I thought it was one of the best games I've seen. I think him it play. was his career best as well. Honestly. Absolutely, Great absolutely. Game. I, like he ne- nearly, nearly reached thirty disposal. I think I don't think I've ever seen him get the ball thirty times in a game. Yeah, twenty five times in a game, let alone nearly thirty. And, and as well, big Reefy McInnes when he came on as the oh, sub. I was going to mention him, Doc. Uh, we loved uh, Henry last year as the super sub, but this kid might be the new super sub. Oh, yeah. No, no, make no mistake about it. This kid is going to be the super sub, Miller. He, oh. he comes in, he competes well. He, he he can generate some scores pretty quickly as well. So, 
Yeah, that's that's sort of one to look out for as well. He'll put, he could keep Ash Johnson out. Yeah, absolutely. I think a new segment as well, boys, is sub of the week, and I think unanimously we're going to pick uh, Reef McGuinness for round one. That's a very good call. I have a quickie before we move on to the next team, Cat. We'll start mm. with you and then go to Doc. Can Jordan DeGowie be a top 10 player in the Brownlow count this year? Oh, yes. He's got three this week. So, yep. yes. Doc? Yeah, there's no doubt he can. Be, no doubt he'll be top ten. I think he can. He can even go top five. I reckon as well. Top five, top ten, definitely three yeses. That's juicy. <laughs> all, uh, all, all right, yes. boys. Well, we talked a bit about the Pies. We know they were good last year. There's a team that's coming in with a little bit of different expectations uh, this season is Adam Kingsley's Giants. And I thought Miller watching that first half, I was like, oh, here we go, same old Giants from last year. They haven't learned much, haven't changed much, and then suddenly the Switch flipped in the, the third quarter, and it was all uh, steamrolling from there. 11 goals in the second half to the Crows' four. Uh, the orange tsunami actually uh, <laughs> washed over Giant Stadium. <laughs> i tell you what, it wasn't a little pissy little current in the waves. It was a strong, strong force. And Adam Kingsley, Cat, spoke post-game. I was watching on the couch last night and got a bit of an insight into that. And Please to say he was effing happy a few times with their performance on the weekend. <laughs> and so he should be, Adam Kingsley. He set some high standards in the offseason and questions about where the benchmark's going to be. And um, as he said, they've set the standard. They were outstanding, I thought. Tom Green led the way, 37 and a goal. Oh, Josh, Josh Kelly was good. Cal Ward, a real outstanding performance as well, Doc. I felt like he really lifted them, uh, 31 touches and a goal. And... A guy that we've all talked about that we're finally, I reckon, going to see a really strong season from the talented man, Finn Callahan, 25 touches on the weekend. But his class, Doc, by foot is just something that the Giants are going to add another attacking string to their bow. He's a. We talked about him in the uh, the draft episode a couple of years back, but this kid just oozes class. And just seeing him along the wing, he doesn't need to be a premier ball winner just yet. He can he can be the understudy to the guys like Kelly, guys like Lockie Whitfield. They're not going to play this week. They they they're both concussed, so it might might mean that he has to has to be forced yeah. to, to play a little bit more inside. But the the still the thing is though, he's still got these sort of players that he can learn off of. You know, in, over the next couple of years, as he continues to grow into the star that we know he can be, yep. And as you said, his precision by foot has was just absolutely phenomenal on the weekend. Eighty six percent of fifteen kicks, so wow. he's a he's a quality boy. And, and and it wasn't like this was a this was like a like a a bit of an easy game. Like it was really really warm in in Sydney and. A lot of the players were saying post game that they were incredibly stuffed. You know, <laughs> during, half during of them the game. were cramping halfway through the third quarter. Doc. It didn't look like <laughs> yeah. great conditions out there. Nick, Nick Haynes had a cramp, then get, went went to have a kick from fifty meters, and he, and he cramped again <laughs> <laughs> in the last quarter. Oh, it was, poor it was, Buck is about fifty five now, Doc. So coming to slow. <laughs> Fifty five is a bit more of an accurate picture there, Cat. Oh, one thing as well about um, Kelly that we that I forgot to mention there, Cat. Twenty six touches, played sixty eight percent of game time, but you felt like every one of his touches was really impactful. His spread and and precision with his handballs from the clearances were outstanding. I thought. Yeah, he's always been a classy player, Josh Kelly. I think he's always been one of the most consistent performers week in week out. For the Giants, and you know, now he is one of the, the older heads in that group and does need to be that leader that he probably has been the past few years, but you know, really step up mm. into the role and guide these young kids. But that said, I thought it was impressive that when he wasn't out there, when he, he was out injured, Whitfield was out injured, uh, the kids lifted and you know, they got it done. Obviously, we spoke about Tom Green and, and Callahan, but. A bunch of guys, I thought the back line really impressed after mm. halftime. Isaac Cumming, Lockie Ash, Connor Iden, they were all great um, that whole second half. And even though they didn't start well, the Crows forward line kind of looked like they were scoring at will. You know, 8-12 to halftime. Had they converted half of those behinds, they would have been, you know, nearly 10 goals up um, by halftime. So I think they did really well to bounce back that second half and really lock it down. They did still end up kicking 4-6, so they still had some entries, but... Um, you know, for, in the past, Doc, this Giants team wouldn't have done that after halftime. They would have rolled over and let the Crows overrun them and, you know, use the heat as an excuse or whatever the hell they wanted to do. But um, they dug in. They really, really did. Mm. Yeah, like, like last year, they would have lost by about 10 goals, even with Adelaide kicking as poorly as they did. Um, 
A couple of players that did make their return as well. Jack Buckley Miller is a player that you, yes. you and I have been specifically been very, very high on. Didn't play all of last year. He, had, he suffered that ACL in 2021. I thought I was, I was very impressed with how he how he competed in the air in the defensive half. Let all let all Giants on the ground for spoils. Had a, took a couple of intercept marks as well. He looks like he's uh he's back to his best. And Brent Daniels, oh. I think we might we might have touched on him uh, last week or or the, or the week before. But a lot of people under underestimate how important he was to that 2019 team in the grand final. I don't like I didn't like that team, but I, he was a quite. <laughs> He was he was a player in that Ford fifty that that generated scoring opportunities on the back of his defensive work, and 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 it was no different in this one. He led all comers, he led all Giants on the ground for pressure acts with twenty one and four tackles inside fifty. Kicked a couple of goals as well, I think. In 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 a what was what was a fantastic return. He led all players on the ground for tackles, Doc. He had five. He's absolutely outstanding. And the two snags were gorgeous. Uh, very good to see from Brent Daniels. And there, the big belt buckle, Jack Buckley. Is, uh, good to have him back. Uh, I think that it's, as I said, though, boys, I think it's set a standard for this team and what Adam Kingsley's trying to drill on. Hopefully they can keep delivering on those type of levels because I thought they were really impressive on the weekend. It's a, I think you said it before, Kat, sort of a gutsy effort. You know, this is a, this is an important sort of thing that they had to do, but I think I was really impressed with them. Was what one do you of the make gut- of uh, – oh, sorry, Doc, go on. Sorry, I just want to say it was one of the gutsiest wins I've seen from this GWS mob. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you boys what you thought of Cal Ward's role on the day. Uh, we've seen him sort of struggle to get back to his best footy the past few years. He's had injuries, moved around to a few different positions. They were trialling him just as a pure forward for a while. Didn't seem to really work. He got a bit of a balance between wing, inside mid, a little bit of half-forward time. Uh, I'm curious what you thought of it. I'll I'll go to you, Miller. Um, What did you make of his game? Because 31 touches does kind of speak for itself. And how good was his goal? The big bomb from outside 50. That was um, testing the old legs there, Doc. That's for sure. But, look, I was really impressed with Cal Ward. I think that one thing that we all spoke about when they took the captaincy away from Davis and Ward is that particularly Cal and Phil, but Cal in particular is that that won't stop him leading by example. And I thought he did that in terms of getting the troops on side. And um, I thought he was really, really important. And I think we want to, I want to see a blend of half forward and mid. I don't think half backs the option or wing. I, I want to see Cal Ward do what he does best. He's still got a lot of good footy ahead of him in my eyes, um, at least another year or two. So keep playing him how bloody good he is. He's a gun and we love watching him play. Well, he was, uh, he was, he was fourth in the GWS mids for centre bounce attendances on the weekend. He attended 17, 17 of them um, behind Josh Kelly, uh, Green Green, and um, Stephen Cornelia, who also played a, a magnificent game. Cogs uh, played out of his skin. Uh, I love seeing been, old, old especially Cogs after half time. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after half time. So, oh uh, look, I'm with you. I wasn't exactly sold on him playing half forward uh, last year, and. And and a bit he, he, this week he, he seemed to be playing a little bit more across across the general the, the general sort of middle third and a little bit mm. little bit across the defensive half as well. So I I think you, you give him you give him the opportunity and, it, and he'll he'll probably be his um his minutes in the middle will probably be increased significantly uh, this week. Uh, so I I think there's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of impetus on him to stand up alongside uh, Tom Green, who I think it's pretty clear he's going to be the number one midfielder this year at the Giants. Um, put Finn Callahan in there as well for for maybe a small stint, but don't don't move him away from the wing too much. Yeah. But and and as well, guys like guys like um, Perryman's not going to not going to play. Don't know why Daniel Lloyd was playing a little bit in the midfield. He seems to like a. <sighs> Don't know why he's playing at all. Um, <laughs> New coach, same old Daniel Lloyd shit. How's he still in this team? I don't, I don't know how he's, he's stuck here. But they've got to back it up this week, Kat. This is a, yeah. a must win, I think, in terms of if they're serious about making some sort of noise, they should and really. And this, this is a winnable game. You know, the Eagles didn't look too bad, I thought, against oh. North. They weren't uh, great. They weren't great, but they did keep up, I suppose. Yeah, wet toast, Kat, for a reason. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, issues still going well, on. They're well, they, they, they only came back as north of bloody gassed in the last quarter. <laughs> and they still couldn't yeah. get it done. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, they should be able to win this game, but <laughs> anyway. uh, I think the Eagles will want to lift at home. But we shall yep. see. Time will tell. We'll get to that when we get to the tips. 
Um, let's move on to who's the man, gentlemen. Some great performances across the league this week, and we have to acknowledge some of our favourites here at A3. Uh, I'll throw it to you first, Miller. Who have you gone for your man this week? Yeah, I'm going back to Friday night, a real classy sort of game, high scoring and a lot more entertaining than the snooze fest that was on Thursday night, that's for sure. But John Dugowie takes the cake for me, boys, as we talked about him and how good he can be this year. Three goals, 25 touches, eight marks, four clearances, 418 metres game, but his use by foot was outstanding. And that's the thing about John Dugowie. He's learnt his forward craft on an elite level. And if he can string that into what he adds as a midfielder, he can be easily a top 10, top 15 player in the comp come the end of the season. So he's my man of the week this week. Very nice, mate. Rate the call highly. We spoke very highly of him before. Great game and probably three Brownlow votes coming his way as well. Doc, who have you gone with, mate? Well, one of the biggest surprises coming out of this weekend was Port's demolition of uh, the Brisbane Lions, which... Which look was very very close to being talked about, but let's uh, but we can sort of elaborate just quickly on it. Um, I would have gone Charlie Dixon as my man this week, but uh, he missed. Uh, he had about eight shots on goal and kicked three three. So uh, bad luck, Charlie. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to uh, goal good, Charlie. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go my uh, my long tall blonde haired son from the power, Todd Marshall. Yes. Um, not, not, not Jackson or Francis. He played well though. Uh, but uh, my man Toddy, he's just a. He, I said, I said, I think I said last week he was going to kick about fifty plus, and uh, he's well on the way. After this game, four goals, one had eight marks, had eight score involvements as well. Took a couple of nice little grabs as well, which is which is good. And I think he he'll ben, he'll benefit a lot from from Char- just Charlie Dixon's presence because mm. Dixon had about six contested marks alone on mm. on on Saturday, and just really just really came came into it um, as, as the game as the game progressed and. He's just he's just a sharpshooter, Todd Marshall, and and probably a big reason why I enjoy watching him play is because uh, unlike Shea Bolton, who <laughs> likes to uh, snap around the body at thirty oh. meters out directly in front, uh, Todd Marshall can do it all. He can he can slot him straight. He can slot him on the angles. He can do a lot. He can do a lot right. So uh, he's my man this week. Well done to you, Toddy. You're a good kid. Huge game for Toddy. Uh, not, I'm surprised you didn't go Horn Francis stock. The uh, the port supporters will come and lynch you, though they might not be sure whether it's Jason Horn Francis or Miles Bergman if the advertisers <laughs> be believed. Well, uh, I'll, I don't know I'll, how you stuff that one up. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let Kane Corns uh, sell that one. You, I hope you saw him sort of parade around on the Sunday Footy Show dressed oh, as with uh, the mullet. With the mullet, great, great content. It's great <laughs> content. I, look, you can say say what you want about Kane Corns, but he's he's one of the greats in football media right now. Man is committed. Uh, I remember last year when he dyed his hair the, the bleach blonde for uh, for Ginevan as well. So he knows what he's <laughs> doing, uh, Corsi. Um, but I'll go my man this week, boys. I think it's probably no surprise who I'm choosing here out of the North Melbourne and West Coast game. He's oh. already gained a bit of a cult following here at A3. We love this kid. He's gained about 50 nicknames as well. The Docs managed to compile them all so far. I'm sure we'll only have many to go across the season. Uh, a bit um, of Mac and Cheese. The I'll need for Cheese. She's the man. The Cheese Burger. Cheese <laughs> Burger, Harry. The Cheese Toasty. Oh. I just I can't I can't say any more glowing things about Harry Sheasel's performance this week, gentlemen. My my mum called her um, called him Harry Twisties on Harry. Saturday. <laughs> Harry so, Twisties, if you yeah, if you're lucky. If you um, if you if you're lucky. <laughs> but this kid, boys, uh, I have not seen many greater debuts uh, from a, a kid across these last few years. It's hard to believe he's only 18 years old. The poise that he played with out of the back line, and firstly. Shout out to Clarko for making the move in the first place. Sheasel himself said post games he'd never played in the back line before, never even across his junior career. And Clarko said, "You're down there, son. You're taking some of the kickouts." And he did it brilliantly. He was such a steady head down in that back line. Thirty-four disposals, which is the most for a debutant since the '90s, and the third most for a debutant ever. Uh, so just let that sink in for a moment, there, gentlemen. Six intercept possessions, three score involvements, nine marks, 631 metres gained, four inside 50s, and eight rebound 50s. Uh, he just had a ridiculous game, Sheasel. I've never seen an 18-year-old kid quite this composed and steady with ball in hand. It's no surprise they signed him up for two more years right after the game, and he got the rising start on this week too. So huge shout-outs to the Shees. He was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Um, 
also, also, we're going to open this up to the uh, our, our, our audience here. If you've mm. got if, if any nicknames for a Harry Sheasel, I've got a big list that's that's continually building. A three footy at gmail dot com. Um, surely, surely we can get it to to fifty odd by the end of the year, Doc. Oh, we will get it by we will get it to fifty by mid season. I was going to say next week we'll get to bloody fifty to where we're going. Uh, there's some fantastic, but great got about call. twenty on there already, Doc. I reckon. Yeah. Um, I, 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 sh- I shared it with uh, Chief Mungle. Chief Mungle said his favourite one was uh, Blue Vein Cheese. Uh, <laughs> um, I think we might need to get this up on the socials as well. <laughs> well I just want, just want to say quickly, how, I've, I've watched a lot of Harry Sheasel at Sandy and I've never seen, and, and you're right, I've never seen him play halfback. He, he sort of played a little, he said, played, he's played a little bit of midfield. He's played predominantly as a forward. No. But geez, you just know he's a natural footballer. It just go. I think that just goes to show the uh, footy IQ he's got to just slot seamlessly into a position that he hasn't even been training in uh, across the preseason. So, yeah, well done. Kids are going to be a, a bloody gun and also be so happy that they managed to get him in this season. Uh, we'll throw it over to you next, Alex Miller, because we've got the return of the team of the week. Here it is. It's uh, 22 of the finest specimens to take the field in round one. We know it's always a good one, mate. You've never disappointed us. So uh, give us your team for the first round of 2023 season. I'll tell you what, we'll keep the good vibes flowing here. We'll start with fullback and Mason Redmond is the first name, Cat, I've had to sneak yes. him in here. I wanted him on the flank, but outstanding game from the big uh, little devil, little horny man. Um, two goals, <laughs> two goals, 24 touches, 472 metres gain. He was absolutely oh, outstanding. Dear. His first goal as well, Cat, brought down the house, almost took the invisible roof off the ground uh, that would have been there anyway. Griffin Logue, I've got him at fullback. I thought he did a great job on Darling and Oscar Allen, who uh, definitely takes out uh, shitting of the Dax of the week because he absolutely missed an absolute sitter on the weekend, Oscar Allen, right in front of goal. So he's cost, me, cost me my multi as well. Oscar More importantly, cost Dockey. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, Liam Stocker is the other defensive name I got here, boys. Ooh. Just incredible to see him sort of being there round one straight away, given what he's been through to get back on a list and worked his ass off. And you can see the talent that we've all sort of suspected and hopefully Ross the boss can bring the best out of him. Sam Doherty is at the halfback flank. I've got Very him. He played man. tremendous game on the weekend. A massive bomb. Cleared at about 60 metres as well, but his use by foot, 27 touches, was absolutely elite. Really impressed with him. Alira Alira at centre-half back, really back to his best and was really good, I thought, defensively covering the Brisbane fake tools, I'd like to call them after the weekend. Uh, they were sort of like, <laughs> what are those uh, ones in, in chess, the really long ones that can only go diagonally? Um, <laughs> the bloody bishops. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the bishops. Yeah. Eric Hibbwood was definitely the bishop on the weekend. He was bloody useless. Um, so, Aaliyah, Aaliyah, and Jake Lloyd, boys. He's the last back when we got in here. You knew I could never go past him. And the way he kicked that, he kicked a lovely goal as well on the weekend. And um, Dermot Burton couldn't believe it. He's only kicked nine for his career. And Dermot said, I got to see one live. So, that was very good. <laughs> Uh, so you've made some good analogies on this podcast in the years we've been doing it, Miller, but calling the Brisbane Fords Bishops might be one of your very best, right? That's right. Well, they're lucky to be even on the board, Cat, the way they played on the uh, weekend. They were absolutely dreadful. Oh, Cleaned up conventionally. On the wing, Josh Dacos, he's got to be in here, boys. Now, he'll be stiff not to get in any of the votes, really, but he was oh, massive gosh. when the game was hot in that Pies game. I really thought that put his uh, impact on the game, 27 touches to go along with five clearances, three tackles, three marks, really good. In the middle, Tom Green, we racked him up before, 37 touches and a goal, really outstanding. And the other wing spot, boys, I'm going with an old head. I'm going with Liam Shields. Now, I thought he was really good for North. I think what Clark has brought him in to do is obviously guide these young boys, but I was really liked his um, sort of lead-by-example mantra that he had on the weekend, really good. So those are the wingmen in the mids. Uh, for half-forward cat, got Archie Perkins. Had to get Archie. Yes. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Three goals, three. And looks like he's going to put it all together this year. He looks like he's worked really hard on his tank. And he's always had those elite kicking skills. And I know you talk him up more than anyone. And I was really impressed with his performance on the weekend. Centre-half-forward, Doc's Mayor of the Week, Todd Marshall. What more can we say? Just big toddy. So consistent, so bloody good. And big no toddy. doubt about it. I've somehow stuck Cats Man in the week as a half forward. Harry Sheasel had to get him in here. I would have liked to put him in the back line, but I've, uh, team lists don't matter anymore, and I'm allowed to sneak one in every week. But he was outstanding, the 34 touches. I said, in the forward pocket, 
Cade Chandler, boys, he's an interesting option, but mm. I'm definitely going with him. I was really impressed with his performance against the Dogs. 16 touches. Um, his tackles were off the charts as well. He had seven, uh, I think it was eight marks as well. Really strong impact on the game and good reward for a guy who has really only had a handful of opportunities as a sub, and now he's had the um, had a full game, and he'll get more with Cozzy Pickett being a nuffy. Full forward, Ben Brown. Um, no matter what type of hair he's got on, wig or not, he looked absolutely fantastic on the weekend and shaved it for a great cause, Ben Brown, so good on him. And it was fantastic to see him kicking some really nice goals. And Tom Papley, boys, is the other forward, I thought. Back to his best, perhaps. He uh, looks really good on the rebound. The followers, we got Big Gorney. I thought he was really outstanding. Has been so long. Uh, my man of the week, Jordan DeGoey. Chasing Horn Francis, who, wow, he looked like something else, boys. Running with Lockie Neal and turning Lockie Neal into an old wristwatch that doesn't work anymore. Both the hands are missing. He was absolutely outstanding, Horn Francis. <laughs> Played the Brisbane midfield off the park almost himself. And also the final player on the, um, the followers. Oh, sorry. Hang on. No, that's it. Uh, on the bench, we've got Junior Rioli. He was fantastic, I thought, Junior. from Port. He was really good um, with his clinical finishing. Brad Couch, the couch man. Uh, really, couch. really good for St. Kilda and a gutsy win, I thought, over that mob. Danny Rioli as well. There wasn't many positives to take out of the uh, Thursday night game, but I thought Danny's class by foot is something that looks like it's gone to another level. And last but not least is a team A3 nomination for the man of the um, – Last player on the bench, sorry, and it's Nick Suvalaki. Yes. I got your input from you fellas. I loved it, um, and it's a really good shout. He was really good, and Nick made a funny comment yesterday. Caddy said, uh, it's nice turning up to training after a win. We don't do it often. So, uh, <laughs> good very good performance. Week, I'm sure. Very good uh, performance from North, though, and uh, that is the team of the week for round one. I reckon Miller is it's a very good team. I think a lot of Freo fans would be very, very upset that you didn't put Brennan Cox in there. Yeah, well, well, Brennan's very stiff there, mate. Very he had, stiff. He had 20 barks up to three-quarter time and uh, didn't do anything in the well, last quarter. Yes, well, his team should have beaten a very rabulous uh, St. Kilda side, so it doesn't matter how many marks you take. Rabulous. Oh, but you love a mark, Miller. Yeah, I do love a mark, but... Uh, Took 20 of them. Defend. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, there you go. Simple. Uh, very good team, mate. Uh, as it always is, uh, keen to see how it lines up for round two because we've got heaps of good games coming up. Before we get to the tips, though, gentlemen, uh, we'll take a quick look at the Super Coach results and whatnot for the week. Uh, I'm just going to pump my own gas here for a little bit and say that I did the best in the whole league this week, which is uh, something that does not happen to me very often at all. Um, I somehow got the most points of anyone, um, and that'll be about the only time I win a league uh, for the rest of the year, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, look, it's uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who, who's mm. who's come who's yes. jumped on the uh, who's jumped on the Supercoach League. I've been pressing pressing it on the socials, and 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 the people have answered. So thank you very much uh, for that, and best wishes to everyone who loses to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I didn't do too bad. I, I think. Um, Look, considering how shit of a weekend I've had, tipping wise, footy wise, I'll hang my hat on having the seventh highest score this week um, in, in the competition. Uh, would have been higher for if my captain Rory Laird uh, didn't just get fifty for having mm. such a mediocre performance. <laughs> oh, you'd hope that doesn't happen uh, two weeks in a row, Doc. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him as my captain this week. Uh, he's, he, he won't have he won't have two bad weeks. Um, I don't think. Uh, if, if not, I'm gonna have to. I'm thinking about trading him out for somebody else. Big, <laughs> big, big trade there. Um, um, well, you've got you've got uh, your match up against the rusty trombone, Doc. Um, <laughs> Jason, so I'm sure it's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah, no, it should, it should be good. I think he, I think he wasn't uh, too far behind me um, in in the in the uh, Supercoach uh, rankings, which is. Uh, which is it's always going to be interesting. Uh, I, li- I like that you've got John Ralph first up, Cat. I think he was right behind you in the uh, in in the in the, uh, in the opening round. Oh, so. Ralphie's not going to know what hits him this week, boys. Uh, I <laughs> can't, hope he's can't, ready. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to hear him uh, have a sook after you beat him, Cat. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex Miller is lining uh, up against the Beer Troopers. Steve, uh, uh, Steve's Beer Troopers. Steve will clean me up. We are crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you made any moves uh, for this? Because I've I've already made mine. Um, I'm starting a new team. That's my move. I had Liam Jones <laughs> with five points, Tom Stewart with eighteen. Yo didn't even play. 
Bloody hell. Uh, ben Cunning said only 58. That's not good enough from you, Benjamin. Uh, and also Will Ashcroft, 55. Yeah, so not his, not his need a little yeah. bit more from these guys. Uh, I will be pointing fingers, and it is your fault. Um, so give me more. <laughs> give me more. Uh, um, it- yeah. I'll tell you what, if Fergus Green uh, doesn't doesn't get more than 33, then I think he might be in trouble, Miller. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've, right. I've moved Fergus over onto my bench in the forward line because he was pretty yep. disappointing this week. Um, but I've gone for an upgrade already. Actually, it is, it is a downgrade technically. <laughs> I did have Peter Wright in because I thought he was going to kick about a bag of seven against the Hawks, and then he went and got injured after the lockout. So that was highly disturbing for my... <laughs> Week, I'm um, Peter. But I'm, I'm going. I'm going to downgrade from Peter to Jason Horn Francis, and I'm not oh. sure what I want to do with my remaining cash. Uh, I know Doc's gone Connor McKenna into his backline, and I want to try and get him in as well because at the moment I've got Josh Goda and Lockie Cowan both named, and I probably don't want both of them on the field at the moment because Kitty Coleman is potentially out with concussion. If he's not, I should be all good. But uh, that's my dilemma at the moment. Uh, so how do I get McKenna in? Because I don't want to trade any of my backmen out. Um, so we've got to do a bit of dual position swapping, I think. It's exciting yeah. times. Well, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I Cat me- uh, uh, mentioned McKenna. I traded him in for uh, Liam Jones after he also delivered me five. Uh, <laughs> after uh, the dogs uh, subbed him out for uh, some subsequent neck issues, which, look, I think he'll be okay to play anyway. So it's um, all good signs at the dogs. But... All good signs for me because I've traded him out for a much cheaper option, um, and then and I and I used some of that some of that money to get me Jordan to go in. I traded Ooh. out uh, Jacob Hopper, so it's um, look if Degoe gets me a hundred like even like a hundred plus every week, I'll be happy about that. It'd be better than up. anything Jacob Hopper's done for me this year. Uh, in terms of captaincy, I'm thinking of uh, Captain Jared Witz last week, and he normally does quite well against us in the ruck. So I'm thinking of going in again this week against Drapes. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Witsy. Yeah, oh, you well, got, got Witsy in the ruck as well, Mill. Yep, I do. Very nice. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. Brody Grundy. I've got Brody Grundy. Didn't score too well. I think he got 69, which is, uh, you know, make your own jokes if you please. <laughs> uh, but oh, look, if if he doesn't do do too well, I might see if I can get Witsy in. Um, and and if and if and if uh, the human desk gives me another mediocre score, he'll, he'll be going as well. Um. I'll be uh, making some making some big big cash moves already, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Laird. I'll stick with the desk this week as my captain. Um, as I said, won't won't uh, won't be doing won't be doing too, anything too rational. But if he uh, lets me down again, Jack McRae will get the captaincy from here on in. <laughs> oh yes, the other ones I'm thinking are possibly the Chad because they're going up against the Hawks this week, and God knows Ooh, that their midfield is about made of sticks at the moment. Um, He's money. <laughs> so Chad might be the other option there for mine, I think. Uh, I've got I've, I've got too many guys to name on, on the show to say I want to get rid of. Uh, there's a long list. There's a long list. I'm very uh, Callum Gamerson is currently my ruck rookie, so I think oh, he's going to be my next is. option out. <laughs> As he snuck into your team. Callum Jamison. No bloody good rough rookies out there, and uh, right. he somehow weaseled his way in. So. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, Big Sav still priced pretty modestly. At, yeah, uh, I think I think Sav might be coming in for him. What did he <laughs> score? The big uh, Savloy. Uh, he scored fifty-five. So oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be my downgrade option. I think come next week. Uh, Got to worry about getting PD out first, though. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. Oh, we should get to the tips because I'll tell you what, I didn't do that well in the tips yeah. either. Um, well, it was two for myself this week, boys. Uh, two for me as well. Oh, um, what? <laughs> Jesus What Christ. did you get, Miller? What, uh, what I, said, I said last week, you watch us get something really, really shit and Alex uh, Miller pull, pulls away already with like a five or a six. And, uh, and, and, and what do you know? It's happened. How the hell have you got two, you bloody useless bastards? What's the, going on? the only ones I got right were Melbourne and the draw. That was uh, it. Tell, you didn't my- even tip your own side. I mean, what is going on here? No, it was I, very dark. I, I, I changed my tip from uh, the dogs to Melbourne. Uh, sorry, from Melbourne to the dogs because uh, I saw that Stephen May was going to be out. And I thought, oh, yeah, this, this will be all right. And you boys um, laughed at me when I tipped north. I was laughed at. Yeah, uh, good one, mate. Very good. So what did you end up on this <laughs> week, mate? Good one, mate, you idiot. Yeah. And, and as well, I tipped Adelaide. Uh, sorry, I tipped Adelaide, but I said last week on the podcast I was really thinking the Giants and I was like this close. We all tip Crom. To- to tipping, tipping the Giants, and you guys no managed to steer me away properly, so I won't be listening to you guys this yeah, week. You both tip the Suns as well. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely pandemonium. So after round one, it's me <sighs> and Doc on the bottom with two, 
And Miller on top with? Five. Five. Not hard so to be better than two. There. Jesus Christ. No wonder. <laughs> Round two, gentlemen. Let's crack into the shall we? Uh, oh. Carlton and the Cats at the G on a Thursday night. I'm trying my very best to get there, uh, but I may not end up going. Uh, I'm going to go the Cats. As much as I'd love to see them start zero and two, I think they'll bounce back this week. This might be a whooping, Doc. This might be a good old-fashioned beatdown, I reckon. I've got a margin here of uh, 48 points to Geelong. Ooh, to I'm going to go 26 to the Cats. Oh, I'll tell you what, no Deconing and no Stewart. Yeah, I mean, I'm basing Deconing. No, Deconing's not going to play. Um, oh, I'm sort of tempted to go Carlton. Sort of tempted to go Carlton. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go Carlton uh, by uh, three points. Three points. The there we matter. go. All right. No, we like the big calls here at A3. Friday night, the semi-final rematch. Melbourne. Brisbane and Melbourne. Oh, geez, that was quick. <laughs> no, no um, uh, look, I don't know. I think Melbourne, look, as much as I hate my mob this week, um, Melbourne were very, very impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Melbourne possibly Surely Brisbane going to dish up something better than that shit on the weekend, Cat. You'd hope so. Zorko looking likely to come back in this week. Um... Melbourne might get Viney back in. Melbourne. Yeah, which is good for them. Uh, I'm going to go yeah, to the Ds. I think Fritch might be, might be back yeah, as well. Yeah, Fritter back in too. If they're already um, playing like that last week, I'm going to back him in. Yeah, I would say as well, yeah, with their inclusions, they'll get back probably Melbourne. But I reckon it'll be close under a goal yeah. because Brisbane, they were disappointed with how crap they were on the weekend. Mm. I reckon, I reckon they rolled up to Adelaide Oval thinking it would be a walk-in. Absolutely, and, they did. And, 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 uh, and Port, look, they're another team that I've underrated very, very horribly uh, in in the season predictions. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be a team to watch. They look good, Port 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 Pedo. <laughs> the pair Saturday That's afternoon. Torpedoes. Gee, Collingwood and Port. I will be there at this game. Um, I'm gonna go to the Pies. I think, gentlemen. Yeah, really like I'm also gonna go Collingwood at, at the G. Definitely, Cap. Yep. I'm going to go to Pies as well. I might be there as well, actually. I'll tell you what, if you guys are there, I might might sneak out. (laughs) Might sneak along. Uh, This game might be an interesting one. Saturday, Arvo at Adelaide Oval, the Crows and the Tigers. Uh, You normally play quite well at Adelaide Oval, Miller. I feel like you've done well in support there the past few years. Uh, I'm going to say your mob wins this one. Crom got you last year um, at Adelaide Oval. That's true, they did. They did. Uh, I think you'll you'll take it. We bite and they bit us. Jeez, um, Adelaide would want to would have respond after uh, yeah, after right. Sunday. Really yeah, worried about. It. I'm going to obviously tip my team, but I reckon Crom will give us a real good go. Crom Industries working. <laughs> Who are you going, Doc? Oh, I don't know. Crum I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll bat I'll bat the Tigs in as well. Uh, uh, tigs. Uh, Saturday we're... night at Marvel, the Dogs and St Kilda. Oh, sure, you win this one, Doc. I'm going the Bulldogs. I don't know. The I'm Saints really have not. no bloody forward line, mate. Surely you got to overcome that. And they still managed to beat uh, a Freo side that had Brennan Cox taking 20 marks and Luke Ryan had about 50 disposals off the defensive half. And <laughs> That's why neither back. of them are Dogs in team of the week. Dogs to back in this one. Yeah. Come on, doggies. If they don't, yeah. Bevo sacked. Stop <laughs> <laughs> my hopes, though. Brand two sacking. I tell you what, I'd like. I'd well, thank God Rory Lobb's not going to play. It might actually force us to play with the normal structure. Yeah, he's uh, fa- faked his injury, I hear, Doc, just because he was crap. <laughs> um, that's what. Yeah, well, well, I think uh, I think everybody else would be uh, better off for it. Um, yeah, look, I'll go us, but don't don't think this is going to be an easy one. I think Cuddly Ross has got all the players on side uh, at St Kilda. <laughs> tell, you what, uh, yeah. tell you what, Philippo played well. I really was really really impressed with him. I love the kid. He's yeah, very, very good. Got a bit of grit about him. I like him. Got a bit of spunk about him too, and I like that. Saturday night, the other game over in Perth, Frio and North Melbourne. I'm gonna go to the Dockers boys, but I think North are gonna take this all the way, right down to the wire. Under well, a goal margin. I don't want to see Nat Fife up forward this week. They're backing no. him in to, to bounce back, Doc. I, yeah, to- well, I told you, Doc, he'd be wasted. I said this 12 months ago when people were saying, oh, he'd be granted your forward. No, he won't. So, <laughs> so what's the solution if Nat Fife, if Nat Fife up fours the problem? Um, get him in the fucking guts. He's a gun. He's a two-time Brownlow medalist. How can he be standing in the forward line? I know. I, 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 uh, uh, get, no. get him up no. centre-half forward and, and get him playing further afield. 
Yeah, maybe. Freo need it's, to win this. How how do you fit all of Will Brody, Brayshaw, Sarong, um, O'Meara, and Fife in the guts? Okay, well, you, let me put it you, like this, Cat. Someone's got to make you, way, you and why is the two-time Brownlow medalist making way? <laughs> now, tell you me. Know, you, know, I'm asking you. you. <laughs> But on on the basis of the form of of Brayshaw Brody, who actually signed a contract on a contract extension as well, by the way, congratulations yeah. to him. Cha- cha- has changed everyone's lives here at A3. Um, <laughs> Despite being literally Will Brody, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's literally Will Brody. Um, no, look, you, and you can't move, you can't move um, uh, uh, Sarong, and you can't move O'Meara out. Uh, look, my I think get him up, get him up centre half forward, and get him play as the extra mid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Freo need to win this, otherwise they're in real strife. Yeah, I'm going Freo. Go Docker. Uh, Sunday at the SCG, gentlemen, Sydney Swan. and Hawthorne, um, 80 points something to the Swans. Yeah, this might, oh. be, this might be an absolute whooping. Considering this is going to be ugly. Oh. This is going to be a whooping, Miller. I think what Essendon managed to do without Big Peter, um, that should that should show what St Kilda, uh, St Kilda, Sydney are capable of doing. Yeah. Um, I also reckon Logan McDonald with a four to five bag. Ooh, I like that call. Big call, and, Rachel. And McLean coming in for uh, for the Budwa. Uh, well, McLean was playing on the weekend. He was. In oh, the, he was playing. He was in the back line. That was an imposter. So yeah, I'd like to see him up forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get him out. Yep, get him out. Uh, Swam. Uh, Chad Warner. Chad Warner for forty. Yeah, I might have to captain the chat, I reckon, now this week. <laughs> Saturday Arvo at Marvel. My mob taking on the Suns, boys. Uh, the Suns don't play Marvel very well. They looked pretty dismal on the weekend. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm, I'm backing your mob in this week, Cap. I think I, I was... might. I think I might. I worry about the midfield matchup. I think they've definitely got the edge over us in the middle. But Setterfield helped last week. Mind <laughs> you, we were playing, like I said, literal children. Um <laughs> The Hawks. I is do that worry the, about that. Is, is that the only way you're winning games this year? Is you just matching the uh, matching the bombers up against uh, literal oh, high school? I guess getting the under twelves out there. <laughs> my my brain says the snus. They've got the firepower oh, to do it, shit. and I don't know how we try and stop. Oh geez, Alex Miller's in tears. <laughs> have a look at him. Borderline's oh. very very tall, boys, and the only key defender we have is Brandon Zerk Thatcher. So, Just I imagine Sam Draper in the rut going against a 12-year-old. It'd be uh, Scott Morrison proportions of bowling the kids <laughs> over, I think. I'm going to say us, but oh, I think the Suns could get us here. I'm going to say us. I'm going to back us for now. Now, back your team in, Cap. I'll back, back us for team now. In. I say Suns. Sorry, Cap. That's all. Oh. I'm saying uh, my head says the Suns, but I'm going with my heart this week. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go to the Dons. I thought that I, I, I was very impressed with them last week. Come on, boys. Now, Sunday Arvo, or Sunday evening, more like West Coast and GWS at Optus Stadium. This might Six, have a. 6 20 p.m., Miller. Uh, uh, this is a terrible yeah. time, Doc. This is when the snags have been on the Barbie <laughs> since six, so about 20 minutes, 10 minutes left. You're thinking, oh, yep, we'll sit down at 6 30 and, and polish them off. No. Nah. Footy's off. Started. Footy's on right now. Yeah, footy's already started. Bring it. Bounce started. Uh, this game might get about. Finn Callahan's already delivering um, delivering chiselers up to uh, Harry <laughs> Harry Himmelberg. <laughs> this game might get about uh, 50 people in at Optus Stadium. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I think we'll back the Giants in after how they played last week. I'm, I really, I really don't want to tip West Coast, to be honest. Then don't. Don't do it, mate. Uh, oh, look, look I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about this all week. If the if the if the Eagles don't improve, like if they if they are like, let's say come round ten they're three and seven or they're two and eight, mm. is, like is that Adam is that the end of Adam Simpson? Oh, his job's under pressure right now for mine. I, like, I, like I, I would have thought so after 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 Saturday that that first half in particular there was just mm. no care, there was just no care with the football. Oh, crap. the crap. The players just didn't didn't look interested. Crap. That that that's already looking like to me it's the beginning of the end. The only reason West Coast came back was because they played against a, a very young and inexperienced North team. Yep. Mm. Um. No. So you know what? I'm going the Giants because I don't I, I don't trust West Coast right now. <sighs> Who the hell am I going to tip here? Um. Can I tip? Just an absolute snooze fest. Um, <laughs> um, I'll, 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 I'll tip us all in to be uh, to be asleep by seven seven thirty. I tip. Um, I'm going to go West Coast. 
but with oh, no real four. confidence whatsoever. Oh. All right, all right. We need some points of difference here. We don't mind it. We don't mind it at all. Yeah, look, I know, look, I've already got to start the the the, the mountainous challenge of trying to get back to to where Alex Miller stands in the uh, in the tipping He's competition. Won it round one, like he does yep. every single year. Oh, <laughs> that, that's about it. <laughs> all right, well, that's the tips for round two, boys. Very very keen to see how it all plays out. Like I said, uh, yep. I should be there Saturday. Going to try and get there Thursday. Yeah, I should be there Saturday. I'm thinking about going to the G and then to Marvel. So oh yes, doing the double. Yeah, doing the double up doc. If you're you're going to watch your pathetic Saturday team. night doc, I've actually got I've actually got my best mate's birthday Saturday night, so I'm glad I'm not going to be sticking around <laughs> watching my mob. So um, we carry on with the phone watching yeah. uh, watching you. I'll, hopefully, not getting whooped by St Kilda. I will have I will have the score updates on uh, on on regular on regular on regular watch. Um, and if they if they uh, if they're forty points down by half time, uh, I'll throw my phone into the middle of uh, into the middle of the CBD and hope, hope that somebody runs over it. <laughs> Just want to say quickly, sorry as well, Cap, before you rack off the socials. Thanks yes. to everyone for getting around the socials on the weekend. There were some polls that went up. Yes. There was fantastic interactions. Uh, we loved it. We love your feedback. There'll be more up on the weekend starting on Thursday night. Um, we're going to do uh, who's going to kick the most goals. There's going to be a couple of options. Absolutely. Chuck a vote in there and uh, we'll see who comes out on the weekend. And thank Actually, you for everyone to getting around us over the preseason. Yeah. The numbers have been bloody outstanding. Uh, some of the actual, I think, the very best we've ever had. So the listener base is at an all-time high and we're very, very grateful that everyone's sticking around listening to us chat shit about the footy for another season. <laughs> it's uh, very, very much appreciated. I was just going to say as well, we did have a question as well, but I think we'll rattle that off for uh, next week when yep. we're talking Save about. Save for round two. Well, look, we're probably going to be talking about the dogs being shit. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let's let, let that one simmer in in the uh, in the in the bank for for another week. Yes. Any other questions? You can send them to us on our socials, A Three Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A Three Footy on Twitter, or you can send them straight through to our email a three footy at gmail.com, As Doc said earlier in the episode, we'd love to hear from you. We want to discuss all things that the listeners want to talk about. We got plenty of teams to cover across this whole season. Plenty more games and plenty of big headlines. I'm sure in round two as well with all that said and until next week i've been alex catalano i've been alex miller and i've been alex Stockerty. stick with us for round two huge week of footy coming up we cannot wait go footy go the cuddly ross saints uh, do something west coast <laughs>